Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Oh Yeah! Sunday's Leftovers. Uh, this is Chris Pavlovsky. I'm the pastor of faith at Faith Community Church, and this is episode 10, which is a big deal to me. We've done 10 episodes, which means for the past few months, we've come to you talking about the different things that get uh, left out or forgotten or uh, realized after either my sermon or Pastor Freeman's sermon. And so we are so glad that we we're able to spend this 30-minute uh, time segment with you each and every week. And hopefully, you're able to dig a little bit deeper into the Word and uh, just have a little bit of a, a way to break away from the world for a second. And so uh, I'm always happy to be with you. Now, Pastor Freeman is uh, a little bit under the weather, so he wasn't able to make it in this week. And in fact, I'm recording from my house. So if the sound is not quite as good as it has been the past several weeks, it's because I'm in my kitchen. And uh, it's uh, a lot different here than where we normally record at. But uh, as many of you may or may not know, I'm getting ready to... Uh, head to Kenya, and more specifically, a place called Kericho, which is in the Great Rift Valley. And if you've never been to Kenya, it is incredible. It's one of the most uh, uh, diverse, breathtaking places I've ever been because I've been blessed to go over all parts of Kenya, whether it's the cities of Nairobi or if it's farther south into the Serengeti or if it's farther north into uh, the very isolated areas such as Lodwar, you always get a sense of something special there. And um, I'm getting to go back, and I don't know if it's my fifth or sixth time, but uh, I, I always find a blessing to go there. But I'm packing suitcases, weighing everything, and I don't know if any of you have traveled lately or traveled uh, any significant distance there's a lot of stuff you have to get done, along with the visas for going into uh, these countries, um, getting the, the health regulations and different things sorted out has been a, a fun venture, to say the least, as uh, I prepare to go with a team of nine others to serve. And uh, it's always amazing to see how God speaks to each person on the trip. And that's kind of leading into what my message was about this past Sunday. It was called Hear, Hear. And uh, it was really about the idea of listening for God's call in our lives. When we look at scripture, we see God calling people all the time, especially if you are going through one of the Bible reading plans with us or with your church or just on your own. As you go through the Old Testament, you see time after time, where God is calling his people. And hopefully they're listening, but realistically, like us, sometimes he has to call and then redial and then redial. And so this week we really kind of talked about what it mean, means or means uh, to listen for God's call. Uh, hearing is vital. And this, this is the truth in all relationships. In every relationship we have, think about a relationship with a friend or a sibling or with your parents or with your spouse or with your children. Hearing is vital. And if you refuse to listen, if you refuse to hear for too many times, pretty soon there's going to be a divide in that area. 
We can see that in the social landscape of our world today, not to get political, but uh, we all know that the reality of our country is that we're a very divided people. And a lot of that is we've stopped listening to one another. We don't care what the other side has to say. So uh, with this loss of hearing has become a great divide. And I just want us to keep that in mind as we're talking about this today, about who we listen to. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I listened to the wrong voices. I had those people who wanted to maybe be more entertained or, as the saying goes, misery loves company, and they helped uh, try to drag me into whatever they were dealing with. And you have to be careful about what voices you really, really put stock and value into. There's a saying that I say all the time, and I, when I teach Bible studies or talking with youth or counseling with somebody, I'm like, know your source. Know your source. In other words, sometimes we get so tore up, so emotional, so bent out of shape when the source is not a source that we should be truly listening to to or getting it's not a well we want to get our water from in other words and so always look at your source know where it's coming from is it somebody who cares for you more than um the world does do they care for you on a spiritual level chris and i love the scripture from uh proverbs it says wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy again that says wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy and what that really is saying is, look, sometimes a true friend is going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you when that relationship that you're involved in is not one that you maybe should be involved in. Or the actions that you're taking are actions that are going to lead you down a road that they cannot follow or a road that's going to uh, hurt you. And sometimes we just don't want to hear it. Hear, hear, remember. And in this example, we are the ones not listening as they come to us genuinely, caringly, and try to give wisdom. Uh, now, it's natural. We're all human. We all fall short to the glory of the Lord, as Romans says. But remember that we are called to grow. That's part of our uh, message at FCC. We are uh, know, grow, and go. Uh, those are our kind of our mantra. You know, we know it's important for us to know God and come to know God more, and it's important for us to make sure that people know God. But once we know God, it doesn't stop there. We are called to grow in Him. And I, I don't know about you. I know plenty of, of believers who stopped at the point where they accepted God into their lives, and they might go to church once or twice or three or four times a year. But there's no real growth. There's no real walking. I know we've talked about that in a past podcast. There's no uh, walking with God. And that's what the grow is really about. And then go. We are called to be people on the move. We are called to be sharing what God has done in our lives and how he has impacted us. And that's one thing that excites me about going to Kenya is I get to literally go. Now, for those of you who are saying isn't there stuff here that you should be taking care of? Aren't there people here? You should, and you, yes, you're absolutely right. And, and I, I hope to re-reference that later in the podcast. But you are right. But uh, God reveals something to you when you step out of your comfort zone. And for a lot of us, 
we like staying here because that's where we're most comfortable. It's not about a theological stance of, well, there's people in my backyard who need help. And in fact, it's more about us saying, I don't feel worthy enough or capable enough or frankly, I just, I like my home. I like my couch and I don't want to get out there. So anyway, so here, here, and as we looked at this week's message, there were uh, several things in, in scriptures that I really uh, wanted to, to revisit a little bit or, or go a little bit deeper into, but it starts with the realization that hearing is vital in all our relationships, especially our relationship with God, and we don't listen. Let's take prayer for an instance, because that's kind of the first point of my uh, sermon this past week is how do we hear? Well, we devote time to prayer, but so often, and if I step on toes, I'm not meaning to because I do this. So often we go to prayer and it's more of a time where we're just uh, giving a laundry list to God of things that we want to happen or things that we don't like that are happening, which part of that is essential in prayer. Do not mishear me. But there's a time where we also have to say, all right, God, what's your will, not my will? And that's one of the most difficult questions in our faith, in our spiritual journeys that we can ever put forward. God, let it be your will, not my will. Now, it's easy for us, as easy enough for us to say, but once we really start understanding the length and depth of that phrase, it's a lot more difficult. And so prayer. How's your prayer life going? You know, is it just before meals? And if it is, great. Keep it up. Is it just before bed? Great. Just keep it up. I'll tell you, my wife just prayed over me as she was heading into work and she knew that it would be a few weeks before we saw one another again. Uh, and, and the words that she just poured out were not just about me, uh, but about God's plan uh, that involves me and where we're going, and who we are serving with, and uh, the bigger meaning of it. Uh, so prayer is a, a blessing, and so often we just take it for granted and throw it to the side or rush through it. And so this is what my question is. Uh, uh, how do you pray? And so take some time. Go to God with your thought or your question. In other words, how uh, do you express what you really are feeling or seeking in God? Maybe it's a, in a relationship and you're like, God, is this, is this really the relationship for me? I mean, they, they, they seem to be uh, a, a spiritual person of the same yoke, uh, but are they really the person that I'm supposed to be with? Or am I uh, missing out on something else that you have planned for me? Uh, that can be a relationship, a job, um, a hobby. So seek that out and see how you can uh, ask God about that. And as you do that, here was the most important point. It was to be quiet. Give time to God in silence. And and we looked at the scripture uh, over this past week from First Kings that talked about Elijah standing there and waiting for God and uh, there was an earthquake, and there was a big wind, and there was fire, but God wasn't in all that. And then a small whisper came, and that is where he found God. And so, in other words, we need to get quiet to be able to listen for God. And, 
And I'm not talking about 30 seconds, people. I'm not talking about a minute. I'm talking about go to God, seek God, read some scripture, and then stand in some silence for 10, 15, 20, however much time that you think is applicable for you to do it, but spend time to God in that. Because once we do that, God starts to prepare in our hearts and our minds. I'll tell you, a big part of this sermon that I started to go over, but I didn't because it seems like I've been hitting it for the past several weeks was the heart and, and mind. But this is the deal. Once we do these things, once we go to God and once we spend time in quietness, God starts to seek our heart and our minds and he will start to show us responses. I believe this. I, I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe in providence. In other words, the time where God comes forward and says, this is what I want. This is how you want. This, this is what I'm showing you. And there's a lot of ways that God does that. And so be on the lookout for that and and take time to pray over that and to seek it. And so as we looked at that this week, I just ask, how are you doing? Um, the Isaiah scripture that I started off was one of my favorite because how often are we in a situation? I know my wife and I have had this conversation about it would be a lot easier if I just got a uh, letter in the mail that says from God to you and just said, I need you to do this. And then we would be like, okay, but God wants us to seek him and his will in our lives and to have free will in our lives. And so with that, there's a lot of challenges. But when we looked at this Isaiah scripture, it was kind of a little bit of that. It says, and, and with your ears, you shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way to go, walk in it. I love that it says behind you. And I didn't talk about this this past Sunday uh, because uh, I, I maybe didn't have enough time to delve into it. But uh, it, just looking at that, it's, it's like God whispering in your ear. And that's the difference. See, what I wanted or, you know, when we talked about a letter is what I basically want is I want God to, to pull me, you know, uh, and, and God wants to whisper us the correct path that we should be on. He's, he's not wanting to drag us around. He wants us to seek it and see it for ourselves and trust in him to know the path and direction. I mean, as I go to the airport later today, even though I've been to this airport numerous times, you know what? I'm going to have a GPS up and it's going to be saying, turn left here go straight. It's going to be giving me exact directions. Um, and here's the thing about it. If you use a GPS a lot, which I believe most of us do, it gives us different paths that we can take, different directions. Some will have more traffic than the others. Others will have less. Some might be back roads or some might be expressways. I, I don't know. And uh, quite often I just look at the shortest distance and that's the one I pick. But uh, sometimes I'll be driving down that and it'll pop up. There's been an accident. Why don't you take this exit and save 15 minutes? Now, if I act upon it and do it, it will reroute me and, and direct me in that path. But if I don't, it's going to keep me in the same path I go. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be stuck in traffic. And you know, I hate being stuck, stuck in traffic. So I'm going to start saying like, why is this happening to me? Why didn't I go another path? What is wrong with me? 
I think some of you probably have been there with me. But it said, look, Chris, if, if you go this way, even though it's not the way you typically go, it will save you this time. And then I get mad at, at the world because I didn't listen. Well, I think that's what this Isaiah scripture is saying to us, that when we're quiet and we take time and we listen for God's voice, he's going to tell us uh, which way to turn. Because that's what it says. The, the ears shall hear a word from behind you saying this is the way walking it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Let God be the one that's directing us. That can be hard because we are people who like control. We are people who like uh, to know what we know and, and, and make sure that things go the way that we plan. Well, that's one thing I, I love about the opportunity to go on a mission trip whether it's Africa or some other country or in my neighborhood or a, another place in the United States, is that you truly have to give control over to God. And it's just the way it is. For it to be what it's going to truly mean to be, you have to give over control and you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to adjust the path that you are going on. And for some of us, that's incredibly hard because I know for me a lot of times it is. But I also know that there can be incredible blessings behind it. And so the second thing was to trust and confirm. Uh, and we talked about how it's not always easy. And the best things in life aren't always the easiest things in life to obtain. And it, it sometimes it takes a struggle. But God blesses through us through that struggle now i've said this before i'll say it again i'm not a person who believes that god causes bad things for uh, to happen to us but we do live in a broken world and we live in a sinful world and we decide to take our paths quite often in the path that god wants for us and among those paths uh, there are hardships there is tragedy um, as many of you know i have uh, been praying for a family who lost a loved one real quick and Far, far, far too soon uh, did he pass from this world. And I, I struggle with that because I, I feel for his family that is is here now. But what I know is that as they love him as he is gone, God will bless them and show them and turn pain into an opportunity to bless others. And I, I know that if, if you're new in your spiritual walk or maybe you're not a Christian and you're just trying to figure out if this whole God thing is real, that that might not make any sense at all. But I've seen it time after time after time where somebody who's been through a traumatic experience, a hardship that I can't even famine, it, it creates an opportunity to show how God has been there with them through that. And they, in turn, bless so many other people by doing that. And so we have to trust and confirm uh, once we start to see out what God's path is for us. Um, I talked about, you know, moving to South Georgia for a few years. And we were incredibly blessed when we moved to South Georgia. But coming back to North Georgia, the Paulding County area, uh, wasn't an easy decision. It was difficult. Uh, a lot had to be uh, given up and sacrificed. But once I'd prayed through it, once I'd gotten quiet, once I'd started seeing uh, signs and responses from God about it, I had to trust that and confirm it with my actions. 
in, in doing what I believe he wants me to do. And I, I, I sought others' thoughts and feelings about it. And, and that's something that we don't always do is seek godly spiritual counsel. And we need to do that more and more in our lives. If uh, you're in the process of trying to find relationships, uh, maybe you are divorced or uh, just haven't found uh, that person you're wanting to spend the rest of your life with yet. Well, I know that that can be a struggle for a lot of people. I just say seek godly counsel because it will often be quite different than worldly counsel. And so uh, trust that those people who will give you uh, some direction spiritually from that and seek it out in Scripture. Uh, scripture has answers. We, we don't often remember that. We don't often pay enough attention to that. But Scripture has answers. And once we dig and delve into it, God will start to uh, reveal certain things to us. And in fact, you should be praying that. God, as I go and look into this word, may you reveal things to me that I've not seen before or ever seen. And, and be there with me as I go through it. Trust and confirm. And then the last thing was the, the simple question of who's leading. You know, so often we want to be the people who lead. And this is what I know, is if I'm the one leading, my voice is the loudest. And I can't always hear other voices. Now, that can be good in some areas, some conditions. I, I used to go rock water rafting with youth groups all the time, and I loved it. And I'll tell you this. I'm a loud guy, or can be, so my wife says. But my voice isn't the one you want to listen to when you're going down Class 4 rapids. You want to listen to the guide who knows the path, who knows the directions, who knows when to get up and who knows when to get down. Because if not, then you're going to be overboard. And that's the point of this. Who's leading? Not that your voice is counted out, but sometimes we need to be listening for that louder voice in our, in our ear, that louder voice in our life. And sometimes it means taking things away. Maybe uh, our pride um, maybe our other areas that we think are making us happy, we need to remove so we can really make room for what God wants to do and to move into it and to hear him. We used a phone on stage Sunday, and uh, it was a really fun analogy, at least for me, because I remember phones and being trapped by a cord and only being able to go so far, uh, you know, to be able to have a, a conversation and quite often, if you want to have a private conversation, it was almost impossible. You had to hide somewhere with a phone behind the counters or whatever. Um, and then I remember when cordless phones came out. And they were great up until they kept getting lost. And um, that I remember getting you know, in trouble over that over and over again. And this is what I want us to know is that we don't want the phone to be lost when God's calling. We don't want our hearts to be in a, a place where we cannot receive that call. And the last analogy I talked about was taking the phone off the hook and putting it there so a busy signal would come up. And I remember trying to get in touch with somebody, um, and, and I, I would make it all so important, so I'd just keep hitting the redial button over and over and over again, and then you'd hear the beep, 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 beep. And um, I, I feel like far too often we do that in our life with God. We take the phone off the dial, we put it to the side, 
and we say, when I hang up, then I'll have time for you. The time is now. There's just no other way to put it. If you, um, I, I just, it doesn't matter who you are, how life is going, if you're struggling or if you're on the mountaintop, the time is now to really be seeking God and ha- hoping uh, to, to hear his call in our lives. And so I, I just hope that this week you're able to, to stop for a moment and to spend some time in silence and to whisper listen for that whisper uh in the last two scriptures that we used this week was therefore we must pay much closer attention and so listen this is saying even if you are paying attention you probably need to be paying closer attention to what we have heard if not we will drift away from it in other words uh, i love the scripture from john 9 39 you know it's it's one of my favorite scriptures in the bible but it's a it's an odd scripture too. It's one of those that just make you scratch your head. And it's when Jesus was saying, "Look, I came into this world to give sight to the blind." Ooh, yay! I love that. I, people who are blind need to know who God is and need to be real. But also to blind those who see. And that's when we say, "Oh, what? What? Wait a minute! What did you say, Jesus? To blind those who see? Well, I like seeing. I don't." But this is this scripture to me kind of alludes a little bit to the scenario going on because he was speaking to the Pharisees. He was speaking to other religious leaders, many who had good hearts, many who had studied the word, but they were so uh, set in what they thought they understood and believed that they couldn't see God incarnate right there in front of them. And this is what happens to us. You know, we, we understand what we've heard and we've paid attention, but we've kind of lost focus of that and we start to drift away. Don't let, you, don't let yourself be found drifting away. And then the last scripture was from Mark and it said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the, mess, with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you and still more be added to you. In other words, when we do pay attention, when we do listen to God, when we do answer that call, we take it, uh, we put it back on the dial, and then you hit that redial. I used to remember how excited I would get when I'd been hitting redial a few different times. And finally, I'd hit redial, and it would start to ring. It would just be an exhilarating uh, moment. Like, I'm finally going to get to talk to who I wanted to. That voice is finally going to get heard. And so make sure uh, as you go through this week to take some time and, and listen. Take some time in prayer. And, and that kind of brings me back full circle to talking about uh, those in need and, and going on foreign mission trips now. Um, and a lot of foreign mission trips have been hard to do here lately. And I'm excited about this one because it's going to be a, been a few years since I've been on one when I am used to going on at least once a year or sometimes a couple. This is what I know is for me at least is that I'm going to be in an opportune place to listen in quietness because the reality is, yes, there is need all around us, but God tends to transform us when we're in service to others. And when we stop worrying about all the noises and distractions and the uh, earthquakes, fires, and, and storms that are surrounding us, that's when God can talk to us. And I know for me, that's what I'm anticipating out of this trip is, is time of silence, time to listen, 
and time to hear God and, and lead and direct. And so my prayer is that that will be for you as well. Um, as we go into uh, uh, the upcoming weeks, I just want to remind everybody about our marriage conference, March uh, 18th and 19th, I believe I'm giving the correct dates. We're so excited about that. Registration's about to go live. Uh, and so we've already had some people sign up, but um, now it will be opened up to anybody and whoever wants to do it. Uh, and this is what I'll say. Yes, I, I know that there's a cost to it, but I believe, um, I, I mean, I want to I give a money back guarantee, you know, but I'm not in place to do that because the money doesn't come to me. But I just want to say, I believe that our marriages are worth it. No matter if you're in a strong, great marriage right now. No, maybe you're engaged and about to get married and you're excited about all this. This would be a great event for you as well. But maybe you're you're fighting and struggling in some areas and it will be a, a, a blessing for you as well. Well, this is F Faith Community Church, FCC, is hosting this event. It's, it's actually being put on by a, a group out of uh, Macon, Georgia that I've uh, been blessed to know and be a part of before. So I'll just say, be in prayer about that. Uh, if you can manage to make it with us, we would love to have you. It's going to be an incredible time. Please check our Facebook, uh, our uh, websites for it, and we're going to try to get it out. Also, or come to church and you'll be able to scan a QR code and find out more information about it as well. And so with all that being said, may God bless you in this week. Here, I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I know that there are so many out there right now who are wrestling and struggling in many different areas and who so desperately want to hear your voice. Enable us to understand how to listen for your call, how to listen for that voice. And in doing so, Lord, may you speak to us. In your most holy and heavenly name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's Oh Yeah Sunday's Leftovers. Uh, check all our other episodes out and be safe and God bless.